1: And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine on the long-anticipated book launch podcast. Congratulations, Larry. It's coming out this week. It's crossing the finish line and is finally going to be in people's hands. I just got to say, I mean,
0: standing ovation, bravo, great job. It's been it's long overdue, but kudos to you because you pushed me out of my comfort zone on this one. But this has been a long road, but I'm happy we're almost there. Then I can start telling people when the book's coming out. But we're close.
1: Yeah, that's good. No, it's coming out this Wednesday, and this is the week, man. It's coming out, and we're ready. And I'm so excited about who we have here with us today to kick this off. And I think this person, this is our podcast. Is going to be no stranger to any friend of this "Selling from the Heart" podcast, but we've got joining us today live the one, the only Keenan. Welcome, Keenan. How's it going, hey, man? Hey,
2: hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs>
1: and in the house, man, I, I, Keenan. We're so glad to have you here. And Larry, I know that um, you know. I don't know. I don't know if any of this would be here. Were it not for a uh, conversation and friendship that you struck up with Keenan, or- no,
0: no, you're right. I mean, who who knows what direction my life would have would have gone? But I, I tell you, it, it's full circle because I share the Keenan story almost everywhere I travel and Keenan probably doesn't even know this, but I do, is I always said, I made a commitment to myself. I still to, still do to this day. If I read a book that had some impact to me, I reach out to the author and say, thank you for writing a really great book, and this is what it's meant to me. And that's how my conversation started with Keenan. Gosh, it was right a couple weeks before Christmas 2015, and I had read Not Taught. It had some impact to me. It created some validity around my beliefs and so forth. So I reached out to Keenan. We kind of struck up a a time where it's convenient for the both of us. And lo and behold, uh, he pushed me in certain directions. I shared my story, Keenan shared his story. But the one thing that I got out of it is he said, if you're going to do something, make a commitment to it, be consistent with it. And the best thing that happened is I started writing and I started sharing my story and inspiring others. So that's why I thought on, on the few days before book launch to kind of bring this full circle as a, Bring Keenan on and say, Hey, thanks. You've meant something to me. You're inspiring me. You've inspired others. And just we're gonna talk about it.
2: Come on, man. My pleasure. I mean, you did it. You did it. You you just call me. I I'm just an asshole like I normally am. Well, fucking do something then. Stop talking. All right. I mean, yeah, great. I wrote a book, you liked it, good for everybody. But what are you gonna do with it? Right. And you and you took it. Like you said, all right, screw you. And you took it and you ran and and look what you've done over the last two years, two and a half years. So kudos to you, my man. I mean, you're the one who did it every day.
0: No, I, I appreciate it. And I guess that, you know, the thing is, is why do you, and, and you talk about it, I know you do. It's this hard work and the, and the discipline. Why do you think it's so difficult? People pick up a book, right? They read it, they get inspired by it and they close it and then they move on. So to take it to the next level, I mean, what do you see? I mean, what, what's couple Pointers. So if someone picks up that book, whether it's not Todd or your new book, gap selling that's coming out. What next? Oof. Because you, because wow. you always, because you talk about it, because you got the shirt, right? You got to be that one percenter. So it's like yeah. I took, I took that conversation to heart, and I said, you know what, I got to do something with it, or else, you know what, I just wasted forty five minutes of my time with Keenan.
2: Mm-hmm. Oof, that's that's a deep question. I look. I'm not a psychologist, so I'm sure. You neither
0: answers,
2: am Lance is better than me, but I, I think a lot of it has to do with just, a, I, think it's a, I think it's complex. I think the first piece in the, in the foundational element is that the, you got to want to do it for yourself. Like, like, you have to want something different, right? I'm not even going to say better. I'm just going to say you got to want something different. There has to be something inside of you that says, I don't want to be where I am today. I want to be over here. Now, again, it's not like I'm unhappy with where I am. It's not even necessarily the case, but it's just I want something different. I want to change. I want to grow. I want to expand. I want to experience something different. I don't know, but it's a transformation. You've got to want to transform or to continue to grow. That's the first one. I think the second, and and that's hard for a lot of people. A lot of people really aren't sure where they want to go or what they want. And if you're unsure, then putting in the work for something you're unsure about is almost impossible right? It's like, if I'm not sure I want to do something, I'm sure about something. Putting in the work is almost nearly impossible. So you got to really be committed to that. Then after that, I think another piece is people got to believe it's going to happen, right? And we're in this whole, you know, um, how do I say this? We're in this whole society of, of things happening right away, right? Instant gratification. And I do not want to sound trite because everybody and their mothers jumped on that. And Americans want instant gratification and blah, blah, blah. And I know, I know, I know we do, but we're also a pretty hard working group of people, but I think it's to over the hump. And, and I'll tell this quick story that I don't think I ever told you, but it's not super personal, but I never told anybody. Um, when I was, I was, I'm, I'm a pretty skinny guy. Like I, I've been, I tell okay, I'm thin, but, uh, I never really had a problem putting on weight right now that I'm 50 and I still have washboard abs. That's fucking awesome. But when I was, you know, When I was 22, 23, 21, you know, you didn't want to be a skinny guy. And I was a pretty skinny guy. And I used to go out into the gym and I would work out for like a couple days or a couple weeks and nothing would happen. And I would say, I, I would say my body doesn't respond to weights and I'll never be bigger and blah, blah, blah. And then when I was 20, 20, it doesn't matter. 26, we'll say. I don't know what it was. But I, I, I had no idea what it was, but I said, I'm going to start working out again. And I went to the gym and I signed up at Bally's and I started working out again. And then I remember as I was working out, there was this one day early on that I said, I don't want to go to the gym. And I, I remember this, this is like 25 years ago. I remember and I said, ah, just go today, don't go tomorrow. And so the next day I went and I didn't want to go. I'm like, oh, just go today and don't go tomorrow. And I did that for about three months and it got me over the hump. And about four months into it, someone said, hey, Kenan, have you been working out? What's going on? And then six months into it, we're like, Kenan, when are working out. And then this girl that I knew from college called me up and she said, some guy works out with you. And he says, you've been at the gym all the time. And they said, you got one of the best boys in the gym. You're a skinny ass. Like, and all of a sudden, <laughs> the results were there. I put on like 15 pounds of muscle. I had like a 3% body fat. I still have some of the pictures. And I was like, oh, my God, it works. But you just Have to keep going. You can't measure it in the day to day. You can't measure it and think you're going to give results.
0: You got to figure out a way to just keep going every day, and that's hard for people. No, and you and you bring up a great point because I know you see it in in the individuals and the companies you work with. I see it as well as they just want the fast road to success. I go, you know what? You you didn't get to the you didn't get to the issues that you have today. Because it didn't happen overnight is just over time, it led you to where you're at today. So you can't fix them overnight. You got to recognize and you got to put a plan together and you got to work on it every single day. But, you yeah. know, people want to be able to walk into a dark room, flip a light switch on and get light and go, I'm fixed. Right, and yep. it just doesn't happen that way anymore. And I think the patience level is just at an all time low that I see. Is I think deep down inside, salespeople do want to change. Right, they're probably unhappy with what they're doing. They just don't know what to do next. But the thing is, is it goes back to time and patience, and that's the two biggest things I think that kill sales. You know, I disagree.
2: I disagree. Really? I do. This is I'm a good liberal, but this is where I'm a conservative. Look, I'm one of my favorite quotes of all time. Is ready. You are where you want to be. Yeah. Process that. You are where you want to be. So, a salesperson say they want to change, but they never do anything to change, then they don't want to change,
1: right? Yeah. Right.
2: yeah. Then, is, then, then, it good, then I'll just say, don't bitch about it, right? Like, like want is easy to have. If you wanted to change, you'd change, right? Yeah. You so know,
1: we talk. We talk this whole selling from the heart, and I, I think sometimes even I go, we're talking about selling from the heart. This is way too touchy feely. But here's the deal if you don't have a passion, if you don't know your why, if it's not deeply embedded, your motivation to be different, you're mm-hmm. not going to do it. You know, you are going to wake up that morning and go, I'm not going to the gym. Uh, it's raining. You know, I'm not going to make that next call. It's, I want to go home. What If you don't have that heart behind mm-hmm. it, you're not going to make the change. And you know, what I love about, about you, Larry, is I love that, that you developed, I mean, and, and you can read this it's throughout the entire book It's dripping with this burning desire to help people be successful. Um, and, you know, I, I see the same thing in you, Keenan, when I talk to you every time, it's just this like passion to help people succeed. And, and that heart is what's driving the activity. It's what drove you to write the blogs is what drove you to do, go through the grueling activity of finishing the last word of a book. Um, and I think that goes right through to sales. I mean, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to reach that level of success, it's going to happen in those moments where you go, okay, well, I don't, I just, I just need to go to the gym today. I just need to do the activity today that's going to make me successful, um, and and make that happen over. And that comes from the heart. I mean, there is no, there's no shortcut around that. There's nothing else that is going to make you stick to it. And having that passion that's, that's overflowing from, from deep inside. You got to find that and you've got to nurture that and you've got to establish that. I'm curious, Keenan, what, I mean, practically speaking, you're still along that line. What, what can we do to, to like stoke the fires? I'll throw this to you as well, Larry. What can we do to stoke the, like the internal raging
0: furnace of, of passion and desire? Well, I'll throw Keenan's weight because then uh, you know I'll, I'll probably pick off what Keenan says, but I'm curious what he has to say first because I'm going to go down a you know the whole valuable road. But what do you think, Keenan?
2: I think you have to be in tune with yourself, mm-hmm. and you have to be very self-aware of your self-talk and what it is you want out <laughs> of life versus where you are. Right. And it's, it's, it's a personal journey, but you have to be honest with yourself and be real with yourself in your own self-exploration. And, you know, look, if I'm completely honest with myself, much of my personal drive to do the things I do comes from this really weird jacked up place that I feel like I have. If I'm going to do something, I got to be better than everybody else. And so a lot of times why I don't get involved in things, I don't do things half fast, like to ask me to go, you know, uh, play basketball and I, basketball is the last sport I played as a kid. And it's the most skill oriented. I played football, which especially at that age is heavily, heavily natural talent. You're strong, you're faster. You can be a good football player, but you try to go play basketball and you don't play. That's a lot of skill. You know what I'm saying? And so I sucked. I rolled the pine forever, and I fucking hated it. And so every day at the end of practice, I'd go out there, and I'd practice and practice and practice and practice. In fact, i never going to be a great basketball player, but I improved my coach. Sorry. And that whole drive was because I hated sucking. I hated how I looked externally as a guy who sucked at something. So right. it's a little selfish, and it's a little insecure, and I'm sure a street could have some fun with it. But that's what drives me is, like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be damn good at it, which means I need to practice. It means I, learn, I need to learn. So I finally got tired of being 25 years old and being skinny as shit. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get big. If I'm going to get bigger, I better figure this out. And I'm going to do it right. And, I'm, and so it just took off. And I got lucky in a lot of ways because I didn't have to fight that. But And so I was possessed. And it stayed that way until I stopped. And so I just, I think every person has to get real with themselves and have real talk. And the barrier to that real talk is they, if they convince themselves they're already fucking good. They convince themselves they're already good. They convince themselves they already know it. They convince themselves they don't need improvement. They convince themselves of this bullshit narrative that they're exactly where they should be and everything else is gravy. And If you see it all as gravy, you're not going to move. No,
0: and it's spot on because you said a word that I, I just, it just struck up about a 28 year old memory that I just had. You said something about doing something half ass. So I remember before I married my wife, Keenan, my in-laws are from the South. So my father-in-law's from Oklahoma and my mother-in-law's from Mississippi. And I'm, so I'm dating my wife and Daryl knows my wife very well. And I, and I walk into their house one day and we started talking and she said, son, right? Because before I was even married, my wife was always son, right? Yeah, son, let me, those you you, like son, son. Let me tell you <laughs> this, and I'm not going to. And I'm not going to use the Mississippi Southern twang because I just butcher it. She goes, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do something, don't do it half ass. You got to do it a hundred percent. And that statement from now, my mother in law just stuck struck a chord. So you fast forward to today is there's too many people doing things half-ass. And that's why in the last section of my book, so when they read Selling from the Heart and Keenan, I know you've seen it out there because I'm preaching it till the no end. There's a crap ton of empty suits out there in the sales world. And the reason being is you keyed in on it I key on it in my book is this whole becoming self-aware is there's too many people in the sales world trying to get visible before they understand how valuable they are. So we need to understand as salespeople what value we bring, which means, yeah, it is a little touchy feely. And I was never a psychologist. I, I bring no science to what I do as a salesperson other than. I knew that if I brought the best version of me, and that means I roll up my sleeves and my pant legs and I got, you know, that mushy, gushy and call it what it is, probably growing up with all sisters and cousins as, as women, you know, it's that side, but you know what, dude, it worked. (laughs) It worked. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I remember having a conversation with somebody and they go, what's, what's psychology and what kind of this and that are you bringing to selling from the heart? I said, it's not, it's me. Right? right? It's me being genuine and authentic and there's too many sales facades out there because they're reading what they should be as opposed to finding out who they are and what they bring to the table. That's yeah. what they're going to find out. And I think that's the missing link. There's too many sales fakes running around being insincere, right? Saying what they want so they can throw a buck in their pocket and move on. This is, man, this is why
1: I love. When you read this Selling from the Heart book and this, I think uh, you're absolutely going to love this because throughout the book, you're going to find links. And if, if you've already downloaded the first three chapters, which by the way, you can go to sellingfromtheheart.net right now and download the first three chapters of the book, you're going to find the link to the self-reflection journal. And uh, I know, Larry, what I, one of the things I love is you went all the way in writing this book. You didn't just write the book. You put together a, a self-reflection journal that can really guide people through finding their authentic self and developing their passion. I just want to say thank you for that. I mean, that's... And I think that is the, you know, this is the deal. You've got to go all the way. You can't, you can't go half ass. You can't go part way.
0: You can't shortcut it. You've got to go all the way. And I I know Keenan sees this and and I started seeing it in the two years that I've been out, you know, I've traveled just the U.S., right? Canada and Australia in two quick years. And I go, how do you expect to get noticed in a marketplace when nobody knows you exist? Well, you know what? You got to throw it out there and you got to be genuine and you got to have something to say. I always say we all have stories to be told. It's just how we tell it. But that's where they're going to when they read the book, it's. I, I love seeing salespeople go, you know what, Larry, in three months, you've helped me to uncover having me tell my story because I was running around. I didn't know who the heck I was. That's the first part, I think, of being successful as a sales rep is buying into believing who you are way before you believe into the product or the solutions or the company. What Keen and you agree or disagree?
2: Yeah. I mean, look, We. I think a lot of people, as I said earlier, they find themselves in these situations to what you said earlier. You said that when you have problems at a company, those problems didn't just happen overnight. So you can't just solve them overnight. They're the series of all kinds of little things building up over time that created the problem, right? Well, in, in our lives, particularly as adults, the same thing happens, you wake up one day and you're not like, you don't like where you are. Well, you didn't, you weren't, you were there yesterday and you were there the day before that right? It was a whole bunch of small decisions. It was a decision to buy a house you couldn't afford. It was a decision to go into a job you didn't want. It was a decision not to make that extra cold call. It was a decision to, to get divorced or not get divorced. So to have 10 kids or two kids, I don't freaking know, but it's all these decisions you made along the way that you, most people, most people, let me phrase this. Everybody does this, but it, most people do it in a huge way and the really successful people don't do it as much. And that is it. They make day-to-day decisions and week-to-week and even month-to-month and year-to-day decisions without a guide. Let me say that again. Without a guide, there was no fundamental value system that told them this is why I'm taking this job. This is why I'm living in this town. This is why I'm having these kids. This is why I'm making this promotion. This is why I'm not taking this promotion. This is why I'm buying this car. This is why I'm buying this house. And so they don't know why. And so they don't stack cleanly together. Mm-hmm. And so, all of a sudden, they do this and they do this and they do this. And you have a stack shit, and when you don't do it correctly, it starts to wobble and gets all awkward looking, and the shit's going to fall down every day. And what happens? We get to the top of that thing. And we realize, I'm not happy with this. It's, it's not where I want to be. But if I admit it, that means I got to fix it. Right. And if I got to fix it, that means I did something wrong. And if I did something wrong, <laughs> that means maybe I'm not who I think I am. And so now cognitive dissonance sets in. And so I'm just going to keep plowing ahead, and I'm going to build this. I'm going to patch, do a patchwork. I'm going to keep saying I'm the bomb and everything's great. My life is great and everything's perfect.
1: And I got my shit together and they can't fix it. Wow. You know, here's what I love about all this is I think if, if you are there and I'm I'm speaking to myself and to all of our, our community that's listening in today, If you'll have the courage to take Selling from the Heart, read it, let Larry challenge you to discover who you really are, to discover what drives you, to write it down. I mean, and not just to read it, to take action, to to get alone, to figure this out for yourself. If you can take that first step, then you've got the possibility and the hope to develop a philosophy, a vision, a value statement for yourself that can take all of these other things and begin to align it for you. So that, as you say, Keenan, things are stacked correctly and there's a strong foundation. And it's gonna take some courage because to begin to ask those questions, uh, just the beginning of asking those questions is to have to admit that I might not have everything all together, it might, you know, might, uh, you know, like you say, some cognitive dissonance might come in. Well, Larry, I gotta, I just have to, as we wrap up today, I just got to say thank you to you, Larry. Cause as I've um, just been your friend over the last couple of years, as we've worked uh, through this podcast, dude, I'm going to
0: stop you friends for the last couple of years, dude, I've known you 16 uh, yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about the
1: last couple of years where this whole selling from the hard thing, has taken shape, um, I just want to say thank you because it has personally challenged me to take a close look at who I am, why I am uh, you know what my why is, what my purpose vision values all of that and uh, it 's made a tremendous difference in my life personally and I, I just want to say a sincere thank you to you for that and and I um, am so excited now because finally um, we're all going to be able to get our hands on selling from the heart this week. Um, and, and pay attention to the social feeds. You'll see the link. Um, in fact, I know it'd mean a ton to Larry. If on the day it launches, everyone hits up Amazon and buys the book and, and it's going to just launch this message out to the world. But I I just want to say thank you, Larry, for being real, being authentic, pushing all of us to do the same because I know that already the world is a better place because of your, um, courage and your follow through to make this book happen. Um, you know, you took, you took the encouragement of Keenan and you didn't just, you know, you didn't just sit on it. You actually did something with it and you did, you know, you did you word by word, put this book together and, uh, it's changed me. It's going to change a lot of people. It, your, your message is so powerful. And so just from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. I want to say congratulations as the book comes out this week. And uh, man, Keenan, I just, I love this guy and I love what he's putting out there. <laughs>
0: oh my God. Now I'm going to start crying. Now. Hey, let's get the video <laughs> like out. Baby, man, I got, I got a whole box of <laughs> Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it means a lot. Two of my favorite guys are podcasting with me about this because as I started writing this book and as we wrap this up, I started seeing me unravel in this and I go, you know what? I see it in other people that I work with is, you know, We just have to get real with ourselves and throw it out there. And it's okay, right? It's okay to be real. It's okay to be genuine. It's okay to be authentic. And yes, it's okay to be a salesperson, right? You're in a great profession. You just got to rise above all the other schmucks that are out there and do something different. And it all starts with yourself.
1: (laughs) There you have it. Any words of wisdom as we wrap up, (laughs) Keenan? Rise above (laughs) the clock. That about sums it up. I'll, I'll end it on a, on a, on a less
2: ranty note. And it's this, um, Larry, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank because you. Because if you knew how many conversations I've had with people who call me up and ask me advice or want five minutes of my time to talk about the book and talk about where they should do, or what they should do, or should they blog? da, 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 da. I, I can't even tell you how many of these conversations I have. And with very, very few exceptions, do people follow it all the way through to the end. You were one of the very, very first people to read it. I didn't know who you were. Like you said, you read it. You called me up. I was like, he's a nice guy. I'll talk to him. We talked You're a great guy. And you just kept going. And, you, and what you've done now is you've, you, you've taken Not Taught and you've amplified it. And not amplified the book, but amplified the impact it's had on people. Because every person you've talked to and every person that you've influenced and that you're going to influence from your book It's just amplified the whole concept, right? So I'm completely proud of you for you and for all the people that you've influenced and all the people that you're helping that will look to you and hopefully run a podcast someday and say, Hey, if it weren't for Larry, I wouldn't be here right now. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate fucking reward. So I want to say I'm proud of you. And then I want to say thank you because uh, I write these things for, to help people and to know that I helped you and to know that that had an impact. That's the greatest reward in the world. I'll give that shit away every day if that's how the end result's gonna be. So Thank, thank you. you.
0: I, yeah, I appreciate it. It means a lot.
1: Well, everybody, thanks again for joining us for this episode of the podcast. You know, we always end with a challenge. And I wanna challenge every one of you to take a journey to discover who you really are. Uh, to discover what drives you to, to uncover your values. And I can't think of a better way to begin that journey than uh, with Selling from the Heart. And uh, you can go right now to sellingfromtheheart.net. You can download the first three chapters. This week, it will be available, the entire book. You can get your copy on Amazon. So we thank you for doing that. And when you get into that book, you'll also find the link um, to the Self-Reflection Journal. And so I think this is a good moment for all of us to make a commitment to say, yes, I'm going to download this self-reflection journal, and I am going to take the time to work through the questions in that. I'm going to do the hard work. I'm going to follow through. And I want to challenge every one of you who's listening to not only do that, but reach out to Larry when you're done and tell him what you discovered, Um, because uh, that'll hold you accountable to this. Uh, man, passion, follow through. Thank you, Keenan, for being on on the uh, podcast today. Uh, Can't think of anyone better living, breathing ball of passion and commitment and courageous follow through than this man. Get a copy of Not Taught. Uh, When you order Selling from the Heart, just if you haven't read Keenan's book, order that one too. You're going to love this. It's going to be revolutionary. But until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work.
0: Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.